welcome to Rewrite, Revise, and Fight Back. Hi, everybody. My name is Alexa Cohen. My definition of Afrofuturism is focused on redefining and reimagining the future of black culture and suppressing stereotypes to liberate new beginnings. Hi, I am Maddie Hardy, and my definition is that Afrofuturism uses science and technology, which has been long been used to oppress and dehumanize black folks to rewrite, revise, and fight back. Hi, my name is Haley Mays, and my Afrofuturism definition is a chronopolitical act of resistance, reimagination, and revolution. I focused on the first tenet, which is a recovery project of lost or hidden traditions, music, spirituality, dance, music, healing, and medicinal purposes. What did you guys choose? Um, the tenet I focused on is the healing of black traumas, specifically on the limitations of black masculinities. And my tenet was the chronopolitical act. So why did you guys choose these tenets? Well, I think my tenet is really important because people of African descent need to be able to look back into their history in order to move forward and the whole chronopolitical act screws with like the western norm of linear timelines so in afrofuturism we actually study that timelines are more circular than anything and that everything that happened in the past has an effect on the present and things in the future i totally agree with that um i think healing back black traumas is the most important because without reconciling one's grievances from the past you can't really move forward into the future and be your best self well, I guess we can say, ask you the same question, Alexa. Why do you think your intent is the most important? Well, I agree with both of your point of views, but Afrofuturism does focus on redefining and reimagining the future of black culture. So I think mine ties perfectly into that because they talk about the recovery project. That's when they go back and get the lost or hidden traditions that they used to have, but that was stolen for them or hidden or forced to be put away. So when they go back and get them, they're redefining and reimagining a new world or what their world would have been like if they weren't stripped from what they had originally. So to back up why I think my tenant is the most important, specifically in like Black Panther, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Killmonger goes back to the ancestral plane and he's seen with his father who's passed away, but he's depicted as a young boy. And I think ever since his father died, he never really could like grieve enough and he started to let it out as aggression and that kind of shows like that whole limitations and of like black, black masculinities and healing of black traumas that he never really had the time to grow and then started to be violent. Right, I see that, but at the same time, my tenant with the recovery project is shown a lot throughout the whole Black Panther because even when the herbs were burnt or when they had to go help recover T'Challa, there's that recovery project of reimagining and taking back what was lost or stolen of this. You know, it's funny you guys kept talking about going back and going back. That's literally the Carlotta. Okay, but you guys keep talking about going back and and looking back at the ancestors, like that's literally the chronopolitical act. Like they keep having to go back, like to ask the ancestors for help and asking them to teach T'Challa and Killmonger how to be the Black Panther correctly. So I think the whole movie is the chronopolitical act. Space 
So to also back up my tenant on the limitations of black masculinities, I focused on Ganger Ball Lightning and the character Cleave, who shows his masculinity in a juxtaposing way to Killmonger. Um, so Cleave is trying to show vulnerability, and he breaks down in front of his wife, Issy, and says, um, I'm afraid to use harsh words, Issy, you know that. Look at the size of me, the blackness of me. You know what it is to see people cringe when you shout. So I think this quote is quite powerful because it's so toxic that black men and Cleve specifically have this constant pressure to be something that they aren't and feel wrong about being authentic with their emotions. And I think we could all say that this stems from their fight against like the white man during slavery and how they always need to be more capable and more resilient. But do you guys also think that there's a heavy influence not even from society, but from black women specifically? to where black men feel like they need to be guarded? A heavy influence from black women specifically? No. From society though? Yeah. Black men are portrayed as tough gangsters and that they're supposed to be hard asses and never show emotions other than anger and jealousy. And in many mainstream movies and videos and even books, there's always that one black man that's portrayed as a gangster. Like, the whole police brutality thing is just another example. Like, innocent black men and teenagers are getting shot for just being black and for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. The Black Lives Matter protest is to help debunk the myth that all black men of color are gangsters and that they actually have feelings and they shouldn't always have to be putting up walls to protect themselves. back our fucking gods for my tenant but mine differs from alexa's tenant because the whole piece is about their gods and what their gods meant to their ancestors this piece talks a lot about african descendants and how they lost their gods due to being enslaved but now that they're free it's important for them to look back at their gods and see what their ancestors believed in to reconnect with who they truly are this is a prime example of sankofa which means to get back to go back and get which is one of the definitions of the chronopolitical act you're right, Sankofa means to go back and get, but that is almost the recovery project. I also use this piece of writing in mine. The point is to go back and not just get, but recover what was lost, hidden, or stolen. And give us back our fucking gods, there's a strong sense of historical and religious bringing to show how the lives of many people would be changed if they were to reconnect with those lost ideas slash thinkings. In Haitian voodoo, gods would fucking create things such as in a Catholic religion, God created the world. This is an aspect of the Haitian culture. The Haitian culture lays out certain rules, values, and rituals that Haitian people still carry out and practice to this day. So, to conclude, I think it's apparent that like all of our tenets and ideas overlap in some way. Um, there's clearly no tenant that's like better than another one and Afrofuturism is defined as a way to liberate new beginnings and just a way to reimagine black futures. So um, honestly, there's no best tenant. It's just a matter of your opinion. There are countless examples to prove why each tenant could be or should be the best. But truth be told, the concept of Afrofuturism is the true thing and that that idea of Afrofuturism should be taught to students and adults and upcoming generations. Thank you guys for listening. Please tune back into Rewrite, Revise, and Fight Back.